Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. We are here to discuss how you are going to lose a shitload of weight and look amazing without having to change a single thing you've done your entire life until now. Yeah. Jokes. (laughs) That's not how this works. My name is Matt. I am but one of the co-hosts of this fabulous podcast. With me as always is my intrepid wife. Intrepid. Trevor Wife, yes. Hello. Courtney. Yes. That's your name, isn't it? That is me. Welcome aboard. So, season- oh, Thanks for having me. Oh, we've <laughs> Look, I'm going to be fully honest here. We've wanted you on this podcast for quite some time. Thank you. Oh, 100%. Thank you. So, so season three, the deep dive into self-sabotage continues. Yes. This episode in particular is a discussion about what we call the cost of success. Yeah. Which... I suppose you could also say is another way of saying if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah, actually. We're going to have a chat about the fact, that's fact, that if you want a different outcome and a different result to where you are currently at, you're probably going to have to do things a little bit differently. And they're not always going to be fun. In fact, you might even say a lot of it won't be fun because change is confronting. Yes. It is emotional. It's hard. It's hard as fuck, to be honest. And that's where I think we'll just start to kick into this, Courtney. So quite frankly, you want to drop a few dress sizes or knock off a few notches in your belt. You want to improve your functionality. You want to get out of bed easier in the morning. You want to be able to do your shoelaces up more effectively. You want to stop taking medication. You want to get off medication, not be so reliant on seeing your fucking doctor. Mm-hmm. Every what feels like every 10 minutes. You want to just feel better and look better within yourself. Yeah. That's what we call change. But change requires change. Yes. So you think about where someone's starting point is. Let's. I'll use myself as an example. My starting point was dangerously obese, mm. 180 kilograms, which is what, about 370, 380 pounds. Yeah. Diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, uh, chronically depressed, anxiety issues, compromised health, I couldn't sleep properly. Mm-hmm. All that was the outcome from the choices I made consistently for many, many, many years leading up to that. Yeah. Now, if I, w- I wanted to change the outcome, I had to change what I, what I was doing yeah. to get it. And it's the same thing with you, Courtney. When you and I first met, you wanted to change how you looked mm-hmm. and how you felt within yourself. But to get there, we had to then address what led you to that point, like yeah. the, the sneak eating. Yeah, as, the as one eating, thing, the binge the eating, the sneak eating, eating, the you might say the the half-assed exercise Ex- attempts. Yeah, absolutely. You know those. If I recall correctly, when you're doing those intense slow walking sessions on the treadmill now and then, while talking on the phone. Yep. Yeah, so this is a discussion about change requiring change and something that Courtney does speak about, and I'll hand this over to you here, Courtney, is that whether we like it or not, and even though you can jump on on Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media platform you like and you'll get these so-called experts basically trying to harp on about how enjoyable and how easy the entire process should be, it doesn't always work that way. And as you say, Courtney, there is a level of sacrifice required. Yes, always. Can you can you give a bit of a bit of more in depth into this? I suppose as it relates to you personally, like what do you what have you had to sacrifice to get to where you are? Because obviously you look a little bit different to what the way you used to. Yeah. For the better. With that comes feeling better. But you've had to change things to get that. And yeah. sacrifice. And I think I think people, some people are afraid of using the word sacrifice 
you know, it's, it's, it's this nasty word that you're not allowed to use. Why do you think that is? And I think it's because people, especially coaches, trainers, people in the health and fitness industry, they want to make out like, you know, um, it's, it's not going to be as hard as you think it is to do this. It's, 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 you're going to be able to lose weight eating all of the things that you want to eat or doing still the same things that you want to do. And they try to make it sound very appealing. You know, obviously it needs to be sound very good in taglines and, and, um, you know, on the front of magazines. You know, you just made me remember, without naming names, there is a well-advertised meal replacement shake here in Australia that likes to tell you you can lose the beer gut without losing all the bees. Yes. Don't know what fucking planet they're on, but I'd like to go there. So prime example, prime example of advertising, mm. right? So if you look into that program, then Which I have. then it's not going to be as good as that tagline. But obviously these companies, when you're advertising on radio, you're advertising in print, um, you're advertising on social media, you need to have certain taglines that make it sound really easy and really happy. Everyone's also happy when they're talking about their weight loss. You know, that, it's got to be the hook. That's what they've got to do. Yeah. So so the perception is always that that it, it's fine, it's, it's happy. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit hard, but we're not really going to talk about that. We're just going to talk about all the happy things and how easy – Otherwise, it is as in as in the things that will hook you yeah. into giving your credit card or bank account yeah. details. So I think that's why the word sacrifice is never used, yep. and it never is wanting to. People don't want to speak about it, and I think often even this comes back on consumers and us as being you know the ones that are overweight and the ones that do need to go through this. We don't really want to hear the word sacrifice either. Because it's a word that we know deep down that shit's going to have to change and we still don't want to believe it. I reckon then what would be a good approach here because Courtney and I have, obviously we do some, yes, we are a pair of dickheads that yell into the microphone, but we do some pretty serious planning before mm. each episode. So we've got a list here of things we're going to hit on in terms of where things have changed over the years. Yeah, well, I think, and what needs to happen to do that? To do that, I reckon we should just really relate this to our personal journeys. Well, I think I was just I'm glad you said that because I was just going to say th- these things that we've written down go back to the question you just asked me, which was where have I sacrificed in my journey, and and it really comes down to a lot of these things. Okay, well, let's go through this point by point, yep. and we'll give our own perspective here. See, this is this is why you and I should probably date each other. <laughs> We've got all these. We've got this similar train so of thought. So in sync. Are you available? Yes, I'm hitting on my wife in the middle of a podcast episode. Uh, I think I'm in. Yes. All right. So let's start here with with the the, the most lowest hanging fruit, exercise. Exercise. So with yourself, Courtney, what had to change with your exercise? But more to the point, what did you have to give up? Because the thing is, you think I'm going to exercise. That time is filling the time previously taken up by something else. Yeah. So that would have been the time taken up by doing nothing. So so <laughs> I I did have to make a, a genuine sacrifice in terms of making sure I got to the gym mm. and making sure that I developed the habit of going to the gym. And so the sacrifice there was, yes, a bit of pain because doing intense activity, which I wasn't doing before – it 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 doesn't it's not comfortable it's not a comfortable sensation to go and do in, intense exercise it, the sacrifice in terms of personally for me was starting at a beginner it's not somewhere where personally mentally i flourish how many people do though they don't they don't mm. and for me that was that was a hard thing to get my head around which was okay you you're learning a new skill it is a skill and i was learning it i had a very very tiny tiny limited um, experience lifting weights, free weights. It wasn't really something I ever did. I never ventured into the weights area of the gym. I stayed to my cardio area of the gym. Mm. So it was, for me, the sacrifice in terms of learning a new skill. It was getting out of my comfort zone in terms of in working out intensely. That was just not something that I did. It was not something that I had done for many years, probably since I was a child and I played a lot of netball. Um which is a, a sport here in Australia that a lot of, I think, young girls play. And 
you know, ever since then I really hadn't worked out mm. intensely. And um, so it was just getting out of my comfort zone with that. And then the time factor you say, Matt, yes, yeah, the time to invest in a structured routine. Because beforehand I didn't have a structured routine. It was when I felt was feeling shitty because I was binge eating, I would go to the gym. And it was my trade-off in my mind to make myself feel better. So making sure that I was, you know, you gave me a plan and you've said, you know, you're hitting two intense weight training sessions a week. You're hitting uh, uh, two intense cardio sessions a week. You're hitting two um, low intense exercise sessions a week. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, so that's six sessions I've got to get into my week. How am I going to to work this out? At the time I was working in the hospitality industry where my weekends were midweek. Mm. So it was shifting things around, shifting my life around to make sure that I could implement that and make it a habit. So the time was there. It wasn't necessarily that I didn't have the time to to do it. It was making sure that I um, um, put a high priority on on putting it down in my diary and getting it done. Yep. And when I didn't want to. <laughs> Nothing's changed there. <laughs> I still don't want to. For me, it was very similar in terms of you've got to – I had to be prepared to invest the time. But then in terms of the things I had to give up to do that, if you don't know by now, I should confess that I am an avid video gamer yes. and have been for long enough where I don't want to admit how long it's been. Let's just say early 80s, and it's my primary hobby in life. And unfortunately, it was a one of a number of contributors towards my starting point because all I would care about was playing the next game, mm. completing it, getting better, whatever it was. So the first sacrifice I had to make was, you know what, I love doing this, it's my hobby, but it's also working against me. Yeah, it's not worth your health. It's because I was, especially early on for me, when I found it very difficult for hashtag reasons, hashtag excuses, to not go to the gym was because I wanted to go home from work, for example, and just play the latest PlayStation game or the latest Super Nintendo game, whatever it was. Yeah. So the first sacrifice that came there was having, I suppose, the fortitude to say to myself, like, I, want to, I know what I want to do, but I have to get some things done before I do the things I want to do. Hmm. And it may sound like, oh, listen to this fool, like, oh, he had to give you video games up. When you love what you do and you know it's actually working against you in some ways, it can be pretty hard to change that around. Another thing I had to change, I suppose, and to sacrifice was, I suppose, another way of saying it was I had to get over myself and overcome my fear of being seen in public. Yeah. So you listening to this would no doubt be able to relate to the idea or the fact of when you don't like what you look like, you want to hide. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not just a case of I'll hide from cameras, I'll hide from mirrors, I'll hide from the windows at the shops, I'll hide in general. So for me it was not wanting to be seen, to be seen exercising in public because of how in my own head I was. And this this was fear of being seen in the gym itself because I made the typical beginner assumption that you don't go to the gym unless you're already in good shape, which I've since learned is not the case. No, but so many people do think that. It is a beginner, it is a beginner yeah. assumption. Yeah. So you've got to be fit to go to the gym, which is obviously not the case, but it was for me at the start. And it's also the same thing of, you know, if I, if I want to go for a walk or go for a jog or go for a run, at the start, I wouldn't do it during the daytime. Mm. I didn't want to be seen. So I'd go at night, pitch black. So that was a, a change and a sacrifice in a way of sort of being prepared to get over myself, I guess, is a... A way you'd look, and it's been the same thing now for years and years and years, as being being prepared to invest the time required to do my training and exercise, even when there's other things I'd prefer to do. Yeah, 
and make no mistake, I don't dislike exercise like Courtney does, but I have my days as well. Hmm. I have my moments. You just get it done. Like to me, we are currently recording on a Sunday. Yeah. What do I like doing the most on Sundays? Nothing. Nothing is what one person might say. Another person might say watching sport and playing computing well, games. Well, yeah, yeah. What's the first thing I did this morning? You went for a run. Did my training session. Mm. There's things I'd rather do. Yeah. But, you know, you, you invest the time. So that's one, one thing there. The next thing you want to look at in terms of change and sacrifice, food prep. Yeah. So what one thing, Courtney, or a couple of things you had to change there? Well, just generally at the beginning was cooking my own food. Same. So so in the beginning when I first um, really started this journey, I was not really cooking at all. Um, yep. I don't know if you can call toast for breakfast cooking, but I was... <laughs> I'm meal prepping half a loaf of I toast. Was, I was putting the bread in the toaster. <laughs> um, so that would be really consistent of my, my breakfast in the morning. If I had breakfast, sometimes I'd just skip it all together. Yeah. And yep. then... I would have um, a coffee um, with sugar in it and then I would go to work and often just eat out. So I'd purchase my lunch almost every day. Um, I'd be purchasing my lunch. At the time I had a job where I was on the road quite often. So I would just get food while I was out. So takeaway food, you know, fast food. The easy option. The easy option. Mm. And because often I would have a lot of food because that would – often be the only like the first meal I'd had for the entire day. It'd be a big bank. So order. I would have a massive amount of food. Yep. And then I would usually get extras to because, you know, in a few hours around the afternoon time I'd be hungry and, and I would snack on food then. And then I would come home and often my my because I was living with my parents at the time, my mum would have either cooked food or um she would have ordered out. So she was obviously my parents worked full time and they were low on low on time. I'm mm. one child of a large family. Yep. And, you know, no no fault of their own. They didn't have much education around food either. A lot of the time it was just the quickest or the easiest or the cheapest meal option. Yep. Um at the time. So that's really what my food across the day consisted of. So just learning to to prep my own food. Um having that building that consistency i sort of worked out i would even purchase my own food it's not like i didn't have the money at the time i mean i was living at home and, and i was working full time mm. so i had the money to purchase my own food so i started purchasing my own food i worked i sh- i cleared out a um my own shelf in the pantry um, for my food and I cleared out a bit of a shelf in the fridge for my prepped food and that's really just um, where I went from there but the, the sacrifice at the time was getting out of my comfort zone again with learning to cook my own food and being prepared and having food there because obviously I also couldn't control the rule of proximity which we speak about which mm. is if you don't want to be tempted to eat it don't buy it and have no, it in the house rule of proximity if it's nearby you'll eat it so I couldn't have that luxury because I was living with parents and siblings and and whatnot who had their own favorite foods in the house it was a full house you're in so at at the time I didn't have that so I had to be really um careful about what I was eating making sure I had my own food making sure I was really diligent with staying on top of that mm. and then I think when it came to food for me it was also the, the the really big sacrifice which was making sure I'm taking food with me to work um making sure that I I almost was embarrassed in the beginning about taking my own food with me to work just one thing I think we also got to make sure we don't not everything here is a sacrifice it is a cost yeah Absolutely. So sacrifice is a broad term, you're right. And and it's just really underlying the fact that there are going to be things that make you uncomfortable. There are going to be things that you don't want to give up, like, you know, your time for video games. But also things that make you feel awkward. So you mentioned yeah. taking food to work. I don't look at that as a sacrifice. I look at that as a cost you pay for success. And also you're paying the price of feeling awkward at the start. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And it's just, again, it's just that it's, it's, it's that stepping outside your comfort zone. 
which is going to come with this. And it's not, again, when I, when I use the term broadly sacrifice, it, it involves that as well because it's, again, things that people don't want to talk about. Yeah. And for me, it was stepping outside my comfort zone because I worked in a culture where people didn't bring their own food to work. It was just in that particular culture that I worked in, no one did that. From what I notice as a, an outsider to that, the culture there is of not really eating. There wasn't. There wasn't a lot of eating. Um, there was a lot of... Um, I, I worked in a in a culture of cigarette and, and coffee breaks. Mm. Um, and there's, you know, no judgment on the people I worked with. It was just the culture that, that they grew up working in. Mm. It's the culture that it was just that culture of working at the time. And there was no judgment from them on me bringing my own food. It was my perceived judgment. I'm glad you said that because a lot of that judgment comes from how you feel about yourself yeah. and being in your own head. For me, when it comes to the whole food prep thing, the, the cost of success that I paid was honestly just learning how the fuck a kitchen worked because I never made my own food. I relied on on what my parents were making and then became more and more reliant on what I was being served at McDonald's or KFC, Hungry Jack's, etc. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the cost there was, all right, I'm completely fucking useless in a kitchen. And similar to Courtney, my expertise landed towards Vegemite and cheese on toast, which, by the way, is fantastic. Not a fan myself, but anyway, no, you no can try perfect. it. It's okay. And toasted cheese sandwiches yeah. with ham and tomato. Oh, yep. so good. Not necessarily uh, ideal staple food for someone who is supremely obese and unhealthy. So I had to learn... That and that's been a, a constant learning process for me over the years is becoming more functional in the kitchen and functionally independent and not relying on what other people were getting for me or serving to me. Hmm. And I would probably say for myself, that has been the most rewarding cost I had to pay because of the impact that being in your kitchen has on the outcome of this. So we'll talk about, you know, training this, training that. Like maybe 3% of your week is spent training. What about the other 97%? I think for me as well, the biggest sacrifice when it came to when you're talking about food and the real sacrifice is that you just can't eat the shit that you were. I'm glad you mentioned that because that, that's where the, the, the word sacrifice comes in. So for me, we're talking alcohol, chocolate, pizza, hamburgers, ice cream, hot chips, uh, the, the crispy chips, packet chips, oh, you know, yeah. twisties, yeah. Uh, that sort like of the, thing. the Smith's chips. Smith's chips, yeah. yeah, yeah, crisps, yep. things like Potato that. Potato chips, yep. Yep, basically sacrificing what to me was normal. Yeah, and so I was very what, similar. To me, it was normal to have a bucket, what looked like and felt like a bucket of ice cream with chocolate ice magic, with the chocolate topping, every single night Yeah. after dinner. Yeah. I literally have ha- had binges where I ate a, a, a litre of ice cream. It wasn't yeah. every night, but I could easily sit on my bed at and in my room watching TV and eat a liter of ice cream. Yeah, I never, I never did that, but because of how much I was having consistently, it it, it adds up. Yeah. Well, we're talking like a, a big bowl with a whole like lather of chocolate topping. I didn't even bother putting it in a bowl because I knew I was going to eat the whole thing straight out of the bucket. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that's literally where I got to. Yeah, and then you know it was it was the flow and effect after that, especially when I got to the age. I mean, at this time, I was at the age where I was driving, I was working full-time, so I had my own income. Mm. So I really made it worse for me because I could just go and get whatever I wanted to eat. I could just go and buy a litre of ice cream yeah. to eat in one sitting you, if I wanted to. You had the choice and you had the means. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and, and it, was, it got worse and worse and worse for me. So the biggest sacrifice for me when it came to food was understanding the fact that, yeah, I, I, I can still – people will say, oh, you can still have your chocolate – but you can't eat it every day. You, you, you know, the, the, we know that white chocolate is 
is the worst for you. We know that milk chocolate has way, a lot of sugar and everything in I it. I love white chocolate. I hate up white chocolate, Straight so up. that wasn't hard for any, me. Any chocolate for me is good. So. We know that the best chocolate that you that you should get used to eating is dark chocolate. Mm. And obviously the darker or the, the higher the percentage, the better. But you still you're still not supposed to sit there and eat a whole block of it in one sitting. Yeah, I, I agree with this. There is there is the sacrifice there in terms of coming to grips with the fact that if you are really unhappy with your look and your function and your feel, the regular choices you've been making, no matter how much you like them, you've got to come to, t- come to terms with the fact that they are li- likely working against you. Yeah. And, and, and for me, it was a realisation that the more I liked something, the chances are the worse it was for me. And that, I think, leads into the because you mentioned it Courtney where you, like you had the means and the choice to be able to go and get this food that wasn't helping you which goes into the next one that is because of your habits mm. so when you combine the means and the choice and the freedom of choice with your habits that's where you can easily be like I'll use myself as an example a habit for me was every morning for breakfast was two bacon and egg McMuffins uh, four hash browns and a large orange juice because you know that's the healthy part of the meal was a large oj from mcdonald's that was that was my breakfast and that was a habit the same way i mentioned with the big bowl of ice cream and chocolate ice magic after dinner seven days a week that was a habit it's just i didn't think about it you had a habit of over drinking alcohol every weekend if i went out on the weekend i'd just smash the booze and because of the, because i was extremely large at the time and you then combine that with developing tolerance. developing the tolerance for alcohol i was just a giant alcohol sponge the amount you could go through i was it was insane mm. you know and that's a, that's a habitual thing mm. so one of the or a number of things that had to change for me in terms of the the cost of success was being willing to consistently work on reprogramming the habits that were working against me. So number one, obviously we've mentioned exercise. We've mentioned you know, preparing my own food. But we've also, as part of the discussion of habits, it's then doing it frequently and consistently enough where it starts to feel like normal. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's the case. I just quickly when we're moving on to habits, just say with food, before we go off food, that for me I think that a lot of people hear that and say, oh, well, you're just on a diet. But I think the biggest difference when it comes to sacrifice, when it comes to food, is that I'm not on a diet. It's just the realisation that, as you said at the top, Matt, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Mm -hmm. So I'm not depriving myself. I still eat chocolate. I still eat ice cream. Matt and I made homemade pizza the other night because, you know, we, we wanted, By we the wanted way, pizza. By the way, how good was that? It was excellent. Mm. And so we wanted pizza. So rather than go out and buy pizza, where we don't know what the ingredients are and what's in it, we made our own at home. We're fully, fully in control. So I'm, I don't factor this into being on a diet, but there has to be a realisation when it comes to food that – you, you, you're going to have to make sacrifices. It's not, yeah, I, I would immediately dispute someone that would listen to what we're saying right now and go, oh, well, you guys put yourself on a diet. Like, no, for fuck's sake, if you have a goal and that goal is important to you, there are certain things that must happen to get to that goal. You can't look at, look at what you're doing and go, well, look, I'm abusing my body, but I'm going to wish my way towards a better outcome. Like you're living in a fucking fantasy land. No. So I, anyone that would say that, you know, oh, you guys went on a diet, like no, because guess what? We sustained it. Exactly. If you can sustain it and you like what you're doing, it ain't a diet. So you know what? Bang. Shoot no. a hole in that one. F- fantasy land is thinking that you can just replace food with um, shakes and still have your beers on the weekend. Fuck's sake. That's a fantasy land. So discussing, discussing about habits, we probably don't need to go too much into it because what we've, we've spoken about here really encompasses that. Habits. But I just want to reinforce the point that it's not just about these things that we were prepared to change and did change. It's being committed to sticking with it consistently to the point where it feels like you're on autopilot. Yes. 
And that that's where you can get someone like Courtney who does not like to exercise who still goes and does it. Yes. Same thing with me. I wake up in the morning, I've got my routine and my exercise session's done. Whatever I've got to do for the day, it is done. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with say the habit of grocery shopping, <laughs> brushing your teeth, but grocery shopping and cooking. Like I'll, I'll say till I'm blue in the face, like I fucking hate going to the supermarket and fighting the hordes of zombies to get the food to then bring it home and fucking cook it. But I don't think about it. I do it. Yeah. Because I'm willing to pay that cost for what it gives me as a return on investment. Speaking of investment, let's talk about the investment required here, Courtney, in terms of time. Yeah. And this is this is a massive one because again, it's it's not it doesn't make a sexy headline to say this is going changes you're gonna to have to make for the rest of your life. No people you I would, I personally would, would, if I was younger, would love to read Get Abs Over Summer versus This Will Take You Longer Than You Think. Yes. One of those things is appealing to me. One is not. However, one of those things, one of those things is also the truth. Yeah. So it's, it's just in general, it's going to take you longer to reach your goals than you, than you want it to. I think when it comes to time, there's, two factors here one is what courtney just said there which is the time it's going to take you to change and to be able to get into a position where you can sustain this yeah that will take you longer than you think and it sure as fuck will take you longer than what some dickhead on instagram wants to tell you how you can change your life in 30 days no you fucking can't no that is a lie on top of that, though, the discussion of time is also about the time you must be prepared to invest each week in yourself to, I suppose, embrace the process that needs to be embraced to send you in the direction you want to go in. So we're looking at time, right? Obviously, time for training sessions and exercise and movement. The body is built to move. Mm-hmm. It's not built to sit down and do fucking nothing. No. Right? It's then the time to actually go and learn how the fuck your kitchen works. Shopping. And shopping as well. There's the time there. But if you if for example, let's let's use the example of our clients. We expect them and we tell them up, up front if you want to stand a chance of getting a really outstanding result with us, you are going to have to invest the time mm. to be coachable mm-hmm. and accountable. And it's the same thing with Courtney and I, when we've had coaches on things that we're doing, we've had to put in the time to do what we've been asked and expected and required to do. Again, a cost of success, worth paying. Yeah. Speaking of paying, let's talk about financial. This is a this is a sensitive one for a lot of people because I can't afford it. Well, guess what? I can't afford to be fat. I can't afford to hate myself. I can't afford to feel like shit. I can't afford to see the fucking doctor every two weeks and take shitty medication. I can't afford none of that. Well, medication's expensive. And I sure as fuck cannot afford to go back to the way I used to be. No. Now, one of the things we're talking about here with with financial cost, I think, Courtney, is how people view spending or paying versus investing. Yes. To you, what are the differences there? Well, I th- I think spending and paying has has a context to me of it's a immediate transaction. Mm-hmm. You go you're going you're spending money on clothing. Yep. You know you're you're purchasing something. It's an immediate sort of give and take, like a commodity. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Whereas an investment is more long term, so it already has the the um, what's the word the inference of long-term that's probably not the right word but do you know what i mean whereas when you hear investment you automatically think long-term so it's not i'm not going usually you wouldn't use the word investment when you're going um to the store to buy a new pair of jeans you wouldn't use the word investment generally it's i'm going to buy a new pair of jeans Mm -hmm. i'm going to i spent this money but i bought a new pair of jeans Yep. So investment to me comes with a long-term mentality to it. Or so should. When, so when you think investment, you're thinking that you are going to be 
um, constantly putting money aside mm. and there's going to be a payoff at the end. So you're investing into savings or you're investing into stocks or you're investing into your retirement fund or your, you know, these sort of things where there's not immediate, that immediate satisfaction often because you know you're building up to something bigger. To me, the this whole process, whether you're in, whether you're uh, putting money into gym memberships, money into coaching or or training, the money that goes into when you do your grocery shopping or into buying certain utensils or tools for the kitchen, all this to me goes under the the term investment, because to me it's an investment in yourself. But that's where we talk about investment versus spending. And one of the very worst questions someone can ever ask Courtney and I is this. How much do you guys charge? I fucking hate that question. And I'll tell you why. Because it immediately comes across to me like someone is, is putting a cap on how much they think they're worth. And they're putting a dollar amount ahead of what they could stand to gain from this. And I think it's a I think it's a typical question for someone who's tried a lot of things because when you try a lot of diets and you try a lot of short-term programs, it is often based around the price. Well, I think that also comes from viewing this and viewing what you want to get out of this as a commodity mm. versus an actual outcome. Because yeah. the thing is when it comes to this, I don't think I don't believe people do or should for example buy personal training they shouldn't buy a nutrition program they shouldn't buy coaching from people like us they shouldn't even buy a gym membership what they should be buying is an outcome because hmm. all these things are tools yeah that should lead to an outcome and that's a massive red flag to me how much do you guys charge or what's it going to cost because what I think of is, well, what price are you going to pay if you stay the same? Mm. And that's now one of the questions we ask people who actually apply to work with us. If you don't do anything about where you are right now, where do you think you'll be 12 months from now and five years from now? I think it's a really good question to ask yourself. If anyway, right now, just ask yourself that exact question. Say it again, Matt. If you don't change anything about where you are right now, where do you see yourself 12 months from now and five years from now? Take your current situation and spin it forward. Yeah. Now, so if I went back and applied that to myself, say, 20 years ago, where do you see yourself like five years from now? That's a terrifying question. Mm. Given that I was told I would have a shortened lifespan mm. but and change things. And it becomes pretty fucking scary mm. because you, to me, if you do nothing about where you are and you don't like where you are and you don't, you don't have to think about where this will be 12 months from now, five years from now, take your current situation and times it by 10. Mm. Ugh. It starts to become pretty scary, doesn't yeah, it? It does. Food for thought there. But this whole process, when I think about it myself, how much money... I've invested over the years into this hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, yes. right? Gym memberships, number one, easy one, right? Coaching. I've had coaching and training at every step of the way through. Then when I became a trainer, it's investing in getting coached and qualified to actually know what the fuck I'm doing formally. Same with you, Courtney. Yes. Then you've got, for us, when we opened our gym, mm. the investment there. To start this podcast, to improve what we do, we've had coaching on how to actually podcast and not be fools with it because mm. we don't know what the fuck we're doing. and We didn't at the start. Mm. I reckon, without getting an exact number, I've put in somewhere between half a million dollars, three quarter of a million dollars at least into getting where I used to be to where I am now. 
ask me the question, would I rather have all the money back and go, or go back to where I am? Like, you know what I'm saying here? Would you? I would spend it again without batting an eyelid. Yeah. Because to me, the way it's changed my life, I'd spend that money in a heartbeat. Because it, everything has changed and improved as a result. Yeah, and I mean that that amount of money is not going to be the same for everyone because you obviously factoring professional development within that. It's not going to be the same for everyone, but it is worth saying there is a part of the cost for success is investing and being prepared to invest money in yourself. Well, you have to. I mean, there's really just no no way around it. You have to because even if you're not investing in the the style of coaching, say you were, Matt, you still have to invest in food. You still have to invest in in exercise. You have to invest in yourself. And this is dependent on the outcome. So yeah, what I've invested in has been dependent on the outcome I was working for. Correct. What it actually is doesn't matter. The concept of doing it does matter. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to literally turn your life around and be a better version of yourself guess what? It ain't going to happen for free. No. If you think it is, you are lying to yourself. Uh, yeah. Yes. Simple as that. Yes. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you time. Yeah. Don't like it? Stiff shit. Yeah. I mean, and, and that really is the black and white attitude that it has to be because ultimately- Finally, it's- you agree with my black and white approach. <laughs> at last, I win. At the, at the end of the day, you have to factor in other things as well. Like if you look back yourself back when you were younger, Matt, and you were that weight, could mm. you ever even see yourself travelling? I'd never travelled. Like That's... you would never have gone out and, and travelled. You would have never – would you have ever even – it's beyond even the health and fitness. Like right. you would have – you were in a place where you wouldn't have even gone for certain jobs. Let me, let me tell you what I wouldn't have – if I didn't invest that sort of money in myself, mm. I wouldn't have you. I wouldn't have met you. No. I wouldn't have the house that we're in right now. I wouldn't have our cool little pug <laughs> who we love. This podcast wouldn't exist. Would never have had our own gym. No. Would never have met the people that we've met and I've met through having our own gym and starting this podcast. Would never have become a PT. Would never have got the job that led me to becoming a PT. You'd you, you'd be still a type two diabetic. I still have di- actively. I'm well, st- you are. I'm, I'm still rolling this back. Yeah. Like I would still be suffering. Still be on the, medication. The effects of being a type two diabetic. I'd still be wearing parachute sized clothes. I'd still be sleeping poorly. I'd still be getting frequently sick. I'd still be suffering from anxiety attacks and panic attacks when I'm seen in public because I felt like people were looking at me all the time. Mm. So you then come and tell me, oh, I can't afford it. Fuck off. I'd spend that money now yeah. to do it all over again. Mm. Even even though I could have done it better, I've made a, set, a thousand yeah. mistakes, the outcome has been so overwhelmingly different and better. The, the money's a fucking... Whatever, mate. Yeah. Same thing with you, Courtney. Like you've had to spend money here in terms of getting started, investing in yourself. You're also your professional qualifications too. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all the same, 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 really. Would you would you go back and spend it all again to get where you are now? Absolutely. Not not a second thought there? No. I couldn't imagine my life still living the way that I was living. And ultimately I would be even bigger again because I you wouldn't mean bigger have changed. Or well, fatter, I wouldn't have changed the way that I was eating. Mm. I wouldn't have changed the way that I was exercising. So I would have probably just fallen into the fad diet category and yo-yoed going up and down, up and down, up and down, and I would be bigger than ever, Mm. which means that all of those things that I felt, anxiety, social anxiety, um, everything that I was going through, loneliness, that would have just be amplified because I I would weigh more and more and more. So... I, I think ultimately you couldn't put a price on making the changes, making the the sacrifices, um, paying the price for whether it's financial or or time. 
you know, I, I wouldn't take any of those things back. And I think ultimately that that that's the biggest the biggest test is would you as you said would you change anything? No. Would I be worse if I didn't do this? Yes. And that's where you see a lot of people look at this the wrong way. They look at what it could quote unquote cost them and they don't look at what they could have to gain. Yes. Or and or what they can move away from. And they 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 I think there's too much bullshit out there about it's not going to cost you anything to succeed. That's a fucking joke. Bullshit. You know, this that phrase there offends me it personally. It is such crap and I'm sick of seeing it. I'm sick of seeing these headlines that say things like, oh, do this and you don't have to give up anything. Bullshit. That is absolute crap. What do you, you say? It's not all financial. I get that. It's not all financial. But there's a cost somewhere. There is always a cost. Well, look, it's not all financial, but it's a component. It's a yeah. major component. Time and sacrifice in some sort of way. You'll be giving up something that you like. You'll be giving up something that you want. And that is too bad. All right. True or false? Statements like that are made by people who haven't gone through this themselves. Um, true, but I'll also add they've also been made by people that have had a very different journey, very different. Or have they even had a journey? Yeah. Because I, I just think from myself, from you, from people we've worked with successfully, there's a lot of this sort of stuff we all have in common. As we say, success leaves clues, doesn't it? It does. All right. Let's now move on and give some tips here. Mm-hmm. So we've probably yelled enough. Yeah, for now. I think we've we've got angry enough. Yeah, that some of, some of the stuff based around this really gets under my skin. Yeah, just because I think of how much we've had to go through to get to where we are individually. And, and I think as well that I, I've say I say it now I say it until I'm blue in the face. Yeah. If you could, if if this could be done without giving up what you love to eat oh, or drink or time or, that or exercise, yeah. I promise you that we would be doing it. Like we would be doing it. Mm. Make no mistake. Yep. The reason we aren't doing that is because we are telling you it doesn't work. All right. First tip I want to give, I'm going to make this very, very simple, very, very clear. If you want to sit at the table of success – there is a price of admission, whether you like it or not, based around, as we said, time and finances, exercise, food preparation, habits. There is a price of admission based around changing what you do consistently. Yeah. If you don't like it, that's fine. Just be okay with her, how you are now because that's how yeah. you're going to be. Yeah, or a half-assed result. Because well, half, you're not going to get it. A half-assed result ends up being the same yeah. in the end. Uh, next tip. Uh, the more corners you cut, the more you compromise the outcome. That is a fucking perler. Yeah. In it. So the more corners you cut, the more you will compromise the outcome. And that that there will be a discussion for a different episode of this season about the easy way versus the right way. Mm. So that, that kind of says it all, doesn't it? Yes. Next tip I want to give is that, you know what, when it comes to change and the things that you will need to sacrifice and modify and improve at, you may not like all of it. In fact, you're probably not going to like all of it. Actually, you aren't <laughs> going to like all of it. However, if the goal's there, there has to be a level of acceptance that, you know what, this is part of the price of admission and I'm prepared to pay it because the outcome is worth it. Yeah, absolutely. AKA. I hate going to the gym. I still hate going to the but gym. But not as much as you hate what you used to be. The acceptance has come that I will not miss the gym. Well, that leads into the next tip, which is? Choose your hard. Bingo. I mean, people say this a lot, and I feel like it's thrown around a little bit too easily. No, well, you and I say it a lot. You have to really understand. It is really comes down to that. Simple as choose your hard. Do I, my love for binge eating chocolate and ice cream outweigh my want to be happy and healthy and like and be confident? Well, I will simplify that in terms of choose your hard. Would you prefer the hard of changing 
or the heart of not changing. Yeah. Yep. Mic drop. Really comes down to that. Boom. Let's wrap it up. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this um, very angry session. Thank you for listening to us venting. <laughs> this is 50 minutes of your life you'll never get back. So uh, you are welcome to come and hang out with us at our Facebook group. Yes. Come and hang out with Courtney and I and other fans of the show. You can find a link to our group in your podcast app. So come and hang out with us because guess what? We're fucking awesome. Just ask us. We are awesome. If you want to support our podcast and keep us ad-free, go buy some merchandise. We've got aprons. We've got hoodies. We've got T-shirts. We've got oh, 100%. beanies. Yes. Even got some bracelets. You can get a pair of socks. Do we have bracelets? We do. Huh. You can get a pair of socks that have our faces on there. I want a bracelet. Why did you get me a bracelet? Calm down. <laughs> this is happening. Go to theweightlosspodcast.com slash shop. You'll also find a link to that in your podcast app. Go and support the show and just represent, bro. Yes. What's this stuff? Remember, our email address is podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com is where you can give us any feedback or suggestions or anything you want to have a chat about. We love We love to talk. Absolutely. We, we have a podcast where we do is fucking talk. We always try to do Q&As wherever we can, so make sure you drop us any questions that you think of. Or in the Facebook group. Yes. Obviously as well. So on that note, let's call this a show. Courtney, well done. Hope you got something out of this. See you soon. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 